You're listening to Titan Internet Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the library basement of California State University Fullerton. Chipotle check, check, Chimichanga, Tabasco from Chipotle. The views and opinions expressed in this program don't express the views of Titan Radio, Titan Communications, CSUF, or any of its affiliates. I mean, you can say what you want, be yourself, but just don't be it. Titan Radio would like to thank Golden Voice for its continuous support. Check out goldenvoice.com for a full list of events. If you're interested in sponsorship opportunities for Titan Radio, contact titanradio-gm at fullerton.edu or call 657-278-5505. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan Radio. Titan One, two, three, four. Brownie points is on the air. And no, you can't see Ariba's hair. And he's Filipino. And no, she's not Hispanic. So tune in now to Brownie points. Brownie points. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Brownie points. Ariba and Annie. Uh, today, I'm excited because like we're finally back. Like talking to each other this time rather than last week when we were like just recording segments and bits yeah so it's cool like we'll actually have a conversation um today we're going to be talking about my favorite show as of late tiger king um and it's it's literally the just the weirdest thing that i've seen in a very long time um it's a seven part mini docu series on netflix and I'm just, I've told everyone to watch it. I, that's why Annie has watched it. I looped her into it a little bit. A, a lot of it. A lot of also it. The memes on the internet right now are just blowing up. You know, actually, I saw a lot of the memes and I was just like, it just went over my head. And then as soon as I started watching the show, I was like, oh, you know, this makes sense. I just thought it was just weird white people shit man no it's so crazy like I just feel like the like I watched it right before the meme started coming out mm-hmm. so like I watched it and then the meme started coming out and I I, I was like this is I'm, I'm really glad I'm on par with the trend right now because if I wasn't I would just be so confused because yeah and sense. and that was me I was just so confused mm-hmm. so confusing so yeah so we're just going to be talking about the show today for the most part yeah so spoiler alerts for anybody who hasn't seen it um and if you have seen it feel free to join in on our conversation and enjoy our like let us know what you think about our thoughts um on our new insta page actually so follow us at underscore brownie points no 
it's underscore Esther. brownie underscore poem underscore yeah i couldn't find apparently there are so many accounts that are that are brownie points so i really had to get spicy with the name <laughs> <laughs> lots of underscores lots of underscores but it's fun annie and i are having a lot of fun with it i think we're gonna during quarantine probably like just blow it up blow it up have a good time we're, on it we're just I mean, we're gonna spam everyone's timelines we've so only had it for a day and we have 25 followers and i'm really I, happy about it honestly i'm really stoked um okay we're gonna change yeah, sorry but yes we are talking about tiger king today and it's just gonna be conversational so like if you don't know if you haven't watched the show you're gonna get confused so please watch the show but also please watch the show please watch, just, the, just show. watch the show watch the show even forget about us for a second yeah, just, watch the show. just watch the show <laughs> it's so it's so weird and like you don't like I feel like no one really understands how weird it is until they watch it. And like, that's why I was like telling everybody, I was like, it's so weird. It's the weirdest thing you will, you have seen in forever. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And then I feel like because it like eases you into the weirdness towards the end, the most out of pocket things can happen and they can do the most out of pocket things. And you just it's all out of pocket. And it's just like, yeah, no, it's just Tiger King. Like, um, what was that quote? That you were telling me about the tweet at the very end. Oh yeah, there's this um, there's a scene at the end, and it's the the worker. It's one of the workers at Joe's Zoo, and he's like sitting in a car, and it's like this bright blue and green like race car, and he's like, and yeah. there's like a skeleton in the f- front seat, and it's like a B roll in the documentary series, yeah. <laughs> and like it's like the sixth episode, and I had watched it and then I was like on Instagram and I saw someone like posted that picture and was like tell me why Tiger King is so crazy that by the by the time you see that scene you don't even think about it and it's true I didn't even think about it until I saw the tweet I was like that's the weirdest thing ever like why did I just not realize the car the car was like super like decked out too had like no doors no roof it was like a toy car it was like bright like bright lime green like bright blue yeah. and like words on it and there was a skeleton up front which is like why th- there was a skeleton up front why was there a skeleton up front that was just so normal too it's just like oh yeah oh good old ranky sounds, it sounds about right but yeah so like i just feel like you you watch it and then you what, what a lot of things that annie and i were talking about earlier was like how it's like this is such a sub genre of america that oh yeah no one knew was a thing no i mean i feel like a lot of people knew it was a thing but like we didn't know it was a, a thing. lot of white people knew it was a thing dude can you believe that like literally this was happening the last five years we've never saw came across it i don't know i don't know about other people but i never saw came across because i'm usually not on facebook but like big cat rescue was this whole thing Ooh. she has like millions of subscribers on youtube like actual real people are like supporting these people and like yeah like like and like the thing is so so the big thing about the show was like how they were all like pit against each other for the most part or like they were like distinct sides right and so like it's a lot of turf wars there was like turf wars so it's crazy that so many people were on distinct sides people were on carol's side or people on joe's side like there were so many people on like carrying these feuds no but also literally carol had a freaking army can we just talk about the fact that she literally had an army Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 
for free too. So something that like really going into like now the conversation of this is like the fact that Carol just had so much free labor, bro. Oh, yeah. Like she was like being all so hypocritical about saying how like Doc Antle and like Joe Joe Exotic were like um, brainwashing their like staff and stuff to working for them in these labor camps when she literally has free labor she has brainwashed like hundreds of people into giving her free labor she had like 76 volunteers at one point and like they she had like oh my god her system she had like color coordinated t-shirts mm-hmm. and everything and like you you had to be around for five years for her to even like recognize you or even know, she even says it she's like um I don't really remember people's names unless they've been here for like five years that's when they start showing up on my radar she doesn't like even care about the people who are volunteering with her for no money and they have to like put in years of work for to get the next t-shirt like I thought that was so interesting t-shirt like she was like she was like yeah they're color-coded so like the most important ones are like this color and then the most important ones are this color then there's this bit where like there's this moment where the cameraman's like oh so the highest ones are uh blue she goes, no, the middle ones are blue. The highest ones are navy blue. Like, she says some... Yeah, she goes, she goes royal blue and navy blue. And I was like, what? Like, what do you... She was like, she was like, no. They're very specific. I'm like, are they very specific? Like, what's the difference? Well, because... And then another thing I was confused about is do the highest volunteers get to be with the tigers? Oh, yeah, because the red ones start off just, like, train, like, regular animal trainers. Okay, but also she only has, like, 12 cats. How many, like, volunteers does she really need? And also she has all these volunteers, but yet her entire zoo looks like a freaking weeded jungle mess. Like, it's not even pretty. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And, like, the girl, there was a one lady that compared it to the Ritz-Carlton of like zoos but like I, I'm i like have you seen the San Diego Zoo because San Diego Zoo is really nice <laughs> yeah no, 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 but you also made a point where you were talking about like how you know their food was prepared mm. yeah I was talking about how like like um the food at Joe's was like Joe's Zoo was given like they were just like hunked off pieces of meat like full like not skinned pieces of meat and then at carol's no no but also expired walmart meat yes yes yeah joe's joe's was like expired walmart meat like hunked pieces of meat just like not quality food while like carol's was like you could tell like it was just like like very like you could like we could eat that meat like it was like clean cut skinned off like perfect like boneless pieces of chicken in like dog bowls which I thought was weird because if she's so big in the animal conservation, truly to the animal's nature, then you shouldn't be giving them food in dog bowls. But also the way that her cages or her fences were like made, it literally just provided a little head box for them to stick their head in to eat out of these dog bowls. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's weird because it's like you said something earlier when we were talking about this. We've been talking about this for days. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone is picking up on that, um, is like the only difference between Carol's uh, area, Carol's Zoo, and Joe's Zoo for the most part is like the caging difference. Where like Joe's Zoo has ca- like the cage on top as a roof, and Carol's doesn't. 
And like, that's weird. Cause it's like, she's so like, there's this scene, there's this freaking scene where she's standing in front of a caged tiger and she's like, or a ta- it's a caged lion. And she's lion, like, lion. big cats should not be in cages. And there's that's- literally a li- lion behind her in a cage. But also at this moment, sticking its head into like the box thing mm-hmm. to eat at. So mm-hmm. like not, she didn't even, she couldn't even stand inside a cage with them. Like at least Joe had the balls to get in the cage with these cats. She had to stay outside. Like, but like, I think one thing to that though is like Joe shouldn't be in the the cage with the cats. Like, no fair. Like, like, I think the one thing with Carol, it's just, like, I don't really like Carol either. Like, one thing that Annie and I have talked about time and time again is that no one, no one is great in this show. Like, even- You can't even trust anyone. You can't trust anyone. Even if someone ends up being, like, somewhat good to the cats, like, they're just bad people. Like, Carol is somewhat good, but she's not great. Like, like, Joe is just not that great. (laughs) He's very, like, I would say is a pretty bad person- consistently because he's very easily manipulated true i would say he's a bad person progressively mm-hmm. i feel like because he's so easily manipulated throughout the years he just got worse and worse well i mean i would lost say- sight of the true like he just lost sight of the cats well, I would say, like, yeah, he lost sight of the cats for sure, but also just, like, as a human, he's been, like, he got consistently worse, but even at the beginning, it was pretty bad, because it's, like, like, for example, like, how he manipulated his husbands. Oh, no, true. Speaking of husbands, yeah. <laughs> that is tea. Let's talk about the husband portion of this, <laughs> of this show. No. All the husband drama. So, Joe has... Joe's been married four times. There's a first husband. I did a lot of uh, research on my own. There was a first husband that they don't even talk about, but he ends up dying in 2001. But this is sad because he has like HIV complications. Okay. Yeah, it's like really sad. And then his second and third husbands are both, they both are 19 when he finds them. And they both are years apart. This was years apart, so... Years apart, yes. This was years apart. Yeah, yeah, So, like, they end up... So, he finds one, and what was the first husband's name? John. Like, John. So, he finds John, and then, like, how many years later? Like, four years later. Mm, a few years into the marriage. Well into the marriage, because they were together for 11 years. Oh, wow. And the last four years of their marriage, they added the third person. Yes, and then that Travis. was Travis. And um, what's, what's interesting about Travis and... John is that they're not gay and I thought that was so weird like like because it's very clearly like and again we were talking about like how it's like very clearly like drug manipulation and like gifts and like like they were just enamored by the big cats and stuff yeah but also like they were young all they wanted to do was party and someone was willing to just offer them drugs and guns and tigers and lions the use the, the use of this the guns on this show is a true testament to what gun control is like oh in America. Oh my god. God, he just they just walk around with freaking guns. There's this shotguns. Shotguns. There's a scene where he's like 
he's like out in the Joe's like hanging out in the zoo and then he's like play shooting his friends and workers. You remember like Travis's mom is there and he's like, get, get out of here, I'm gonna shoot you. And then he shoots like right next to her and she like screams as like a joke. And I'm like, if someone play shot me, I would stop being friends with them. <laughs> I would just shoot them. Oh, I wouldn't I would be playing, bro. Like, like 100%, 100%. If I had a friend that was like, I'm gonna play shoot you and shot next to me, I would call the cops on them. With a real 100%. gun. With a real, real gun. 100% I would throw you in jail for almost trying to kill me. No joke. I don't care how funny you think that is. <laughs> I don't care how funny you think you are. I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops. That's it. Are you crazy? Okay, Karen. Okay, Carol. Oh, my God. Okay, Carol. Oh my God. Yo, but Carol, that's a whole other thing. Wait, oh, yeah. we, should, but, we should let's talk about the husbands. We'll talk about Carol's husband, yeah. too, and then we'll talk about Carol and the killing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the the so Travis and John and then that was crazy um, and rubbed me the wrong way because like one of my favorite scenes in this entire show was like was like when the document like the documentary was like meth is known to to, to, to <laughs> meth is known to have like people like cause meth mouth cause, cause meth mouth like their teeth will fall out and then it pans to John Finley and his teeth are just gone. <laughs> He's smiling too, and he just had his three front teeth. Yeah, and he's smiling, and he says something. He's like, he's like, yeah, well, meth was one of our main drugs. Like, meth was one of the things we did a lot. I mean, I don't think they do it as much anymore, like during the show, but like before the show, in the beginning, they that's what they said. Which I thought it was so funny. It was like a really good cinematic moment because it was just like him being like, yeah, we did meth. We did a lot of meth, just so casually, and then they're like, mm, and pot. <laughs> and pot. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then what's crazy is the um is like how Travis dies. Like that made me really sad because yeah. like I wasn't expecting that. I, I after that scene, I kind of realized like, oh wow, a lot of the footage they were using of Travis looked old. Like it was old. everyone was like interviewing present time, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like. You can also, what was interesting for me to notice was like how much a lot of this lifestyle takes a toll on people because like a lot of these people seemed very, a lot of the people, all the workers at Joe's Zoo were all like a ragtag group of people that like Joe like pulled off the streets or like helped out or like. Yeah, they were ex-cons, that kind of jobs. And so like, I thought it was interesting that like you really see how this life captures you in the way that it does and you either thrive off it or you don't and and you you can see that in Travis because Travis ends up killing himself in such a brutal way like in front of another worker he like shoots himself and we see the footage of a reaction but yeah. I feel like the thing that the thing that really took me about his uh, about Travis doing that he comes in with a gun so it's mm-hmm. a casual thing for just Travis to walk around like put, pointing guns at people's faces and he comes into that Right before, I love how we say scene, like as if this was all staged and it was oh, yeah. like, it, um, he comes into the room and he like, he's like, put your hand, like freeze motherfucker. And then the guy was like, Hey, like, stop. You know how I feel about this. And he goes, Oh no, this is a Ruger. Look, there's no clips. And then he points the gun to his head and just shoots himself. Yeah. And the other guy's like, Oh my God, get up. Travis is not funny. Get up, Travis, get up. And then he does it. And like, and then, and then 
we see the funeral, which is so weird because it's just, yeah, so sick. Like, it's just kind of like, you could tell, like, it's just like, I, I'm not going to doubt that Joe didn't love Travis, but I just feel like the way that he showcases his love, at least showcases love in the funeral, was so convoluted. And a lot of theatrics. A lot of theatrics. And oh, yes. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, there was something that I, I, I forgot to bring up to you, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't like how he made like weird, like sexual innuendos at this funeral in oh, front yeah. of his mom. Like that was probably devastating to his mom because sure she was all for it or she seemed like she was all for it as long as Travis was happy. She thought it was weird because Travis had been with girls all throughout his life and then he meets Joe and all of a sudden he's gay yeah. and marries into this three-way polyamorous or polygamous oh, like relationship. And so like for her, I, like, just imagined myself if I was that mom. I would be so hurt. I'm, like, I know my son is straight. Like, like, how dare you just besmirch his name right now and, like, say all these, like, I don't know, like, explicit things that shouldn't be said in someone's honor, in someone's memory. Explicit. So weird. And then he, like, and then he sings. And I thought it was weird that he sang because, like, he was a singer, but he always sang over other people's tracks. So I feel like him singing on his complete own was like a grab for attention. So people would be like, oh my God, he's singing on his own. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think singing, I, I don't even think people were like, he's singing on his own. They were like, oh wow, like he's singing so you can hear the pain in his voice. Yeah. You know? And I, even at one point, one of the people, like, I don't remember who, they were like, he was just crying all the time they were like I wouldn't be surprised if he had an onion in his pocket and rubbed his eyes a little bit to start crying and I was like god damn well yeah because remember that was the scene that um he's like giving uh Thanksgiving dinner out and he's like literally he's like yeah I do this every year um and usually I have John and Travis with me but this year I'm alone but no, he doesn't do it every year. He, he's been doing it because he doesn't want people to feel alone because oh. John had left him Okay, 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 yeah. And then he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm alone. At least you don't have to be alone. And then he like leaves and like stands outside and just starts crying. And then that night, you find out he has a date. Yeah. Right? That night you find out he has a date. And I thought that was so weird. It was like that night or the week of, you find, you find out like, well, he yeah, because also like two months after Travis's passing, he has a new boyfriend and then eventually they get married. Yeah, and, like, a lot of the people, the workers were, like, he just can't be alone. Like, he can't be alone. Like, this is I think he needs someone to constantly give him praise and attention because he seems like the type of person who just needs to be in the spotlight and is willing to go to extremes to be in that spotlight. You know? No, for sure. Like, he very consistently showcases that like remember remember you uh do you want to talk about the whole like drunk drive oh yeah so um when he when his dad found out no oh wait no oh 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 no no no. um his brother at the beginning um he has a tattoo they were talking about how he has a tattoo of his brother on his forearm because his brother had died in a drunk driving accident 
And so he was going around schools giving talks, but he's like, I noticed that the kids weren't really paying attention. So I brought cats in to keep their like attention and focus. And then he was like, the cats weren't enough. So then I added magic. And then it went from this like altruistic thing to just literally magic and cats and malls. Yeah. And it turned into, and like in, I feel like that showcases the best how much attention on him meant to him like it's and like the thing is with joe like we were talking about earlier like he starts off as someone like he starts off as like oh i really love these cats and then you notice that he just really loves the attention and like that's where his demise was i don't think that's where i think event gradually because of the attention he was getting, he was like, oh, I like this. I don't think at first it was about the attention. A lot of people at first, it's about the attention. He, I don't think, wanted attention at first, but then as soon as he was getting that attention, he was like, oh my God, I'm going to feed off of this and play off of their, like, them. And so I feel like he's he's the type of person to, like, just keep doing more extreme things, like, like a freaking running for president and then realizing that he couldn't wait four years for a new term so he just started running for governor yeah yeah and his like his like his like campaign tactics were so freaking weird he like had like campaign condoms and stuff i thought that was so weird and they spent so much money on that which is why jeff lowe is so angry because he spent so much money on like dumb campaign stuff okay but also what is the whole embezzlement thing man I think Jeff Lowe, at the end of all of this, he was just trying to protect himself because he knew he did a lot of bad things within that time that wasn't caught on camera. I think he was doing a lot more bad things and was scared of his repercussions. I agree. Like, and the thing is with Jeff, like, he definitely was trying to want over Joe very consistently and, like, trying to take over the business because you could tell like like the thing is joe isn't that smart about the business oriented things but jeff didn't even jeff just wanted it for his own like he would like leave like jeff i remember jeff Jeff, like would leave and be like i'm gonna do vegas now and he'd like be like he's like like, we're gonna work from vegas because i just can't with joe and then like never mind i'm back like i'm like jeff just kept coming back like jeff just wouldn't stay away like he would be like i'll be the silent guy and then he just would come back and I'm like okay like that I don't consistently I don't remember what episode Jeff showed up in I don't think he was early on no he was way later well I don't what I don't like about um did you say Joe or Jeff Jeff okay um what I really just don't like about Jeff was he's just evil like pure like just scum of the earth like like I mean they were all scum don't get me wrong they were all scum but he literally um what's the word he planted he didn't plant he he threw uh joe under the bus pretty much and made it seem like it was all on him even though like he wanted a fall guy and joe was his fall guy basically for sure and he said oh he set him up it was a complete setup without a doubt it was a setup for what for joe to go to prison okay yeah so wait so um Joe went to prison because of the freaking hit that he... Oh, yeah. Murder for hire on Carol. For sure. And the thing is, is, like, there was just no... um, Like, it's, like, this whole thing because, like, they were... Like, Joe's, like, no, Jeff helped me. And Jeff's, like, I just wanted to see if he would do it. And then he 
and then that's when the FBI like found out and did all that. What? So it's like, first Jane first okay, but also there was whole this whole conspiracy thing going not conspiracy, but like this whole undercover like sting operation was going on to fucking nail Joe. And like there was this one guy, this random guy who just owned bars and stuff and whatnot, like a random friend. Not random friend, but like he, he didn't pay a real part until the very end. But he was like double doing like double agent work and like you know, record, like, you know, working for the FBI, like, going undercover, trying to finesse, like, I was like, what the shit is going down? So turns into so much, like, you don't even realize how crazy it is at all. Like, it's, like, until, like, it starts off as this, like, animal conservation, and then it turns into this murder for hire, FBI, like, there's there's so much going on. It's crazy. And then and then okay, wait, we we talked about Joe's husband. I want to talk about Carol Baskin. Carol's husband. husband. The or, late one or the new one? Both of them. The late one, and then we'll talk about the new one too, because the new one was just weird. And that's just I just thought or you the, just know they have a kinky ass relationship. Oh bro. yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. So weird. Okay, so so Carol was married first, married once. And then met her second husband, Don. Is that what his name is? Yeah, Don Lewis. And then, oh my God, the story of just Four, how wait, they met, yeah, yeah, sorry. The story of just how they met is crazy to me. Yeah, the fact that he he literally stalks a nineteen year old girl, passes by three times on the street, and she's like, "No, like get out of here." And he's like, a third time, he pulls up with a gun in the seat and goes, "Hey, you can hold this gun to me." I just need someone to talk to. And then Carol, who just got it out, uh, out of a fight with her current husband, is like, you know what? Sure. Sure, why not? Well, oh, fine. It sounds good. That's great. Let's fair. do it. She goes, fair. Oh, you gave me a gun. I'm sold. And, which is, again, another tell of how weird the gun use in this show is. Like, I'm like, why is everyone so relaxed? Like, that's so weird. How do you, how are you so, because, okay, that's just another thing. I'm like, could you imagine being Carol? Because I'm like, if he tries something, you shoot him. And then you have a dead body on your hands. And then you have to, like, how do you even explain, how do you even explain that? Yeah, to, to the police. Like, sir, it was out of self-defense, but he told me to get in his car and hold this gun to me in case he tries something. Like, I'd be like, that just sounds, like, fishy. Like, you're going to jail. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, it sounds fishy. Okay, but yeah, so just how she met her second husband was weird, and then they- Oh, he was also, like, he had a family. Yes, he had a family, he had kids. Yeah, he Uh, was also, like, 42. She called him 22 years my senior. And she was, like, like, it's funny, because when we see the other family, like, you see, like, the mom was, like, the wife, his, like, first wife was, like, I don't know why. Like, I don't, I, like, we were happy, and then one day he said, he's divorcing me and wants to marry somebody 19 years old like like you can tell us that like like when they were telling the story how confused they were and then uh no one in that family likes carol carol or get carol and don get married and then it's like i feel like all hell's breaks loose at that point and the big breaking point of the show or the middle like the biggest plot point of the show is like how don was killed by carol and fed to the tigers 
She covered him in sardine oil and fed him to the lions. And Andy's been freaking out about this sardine oil thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so very specifically in the show, at one point, like um, Joe gets super paranoid and thinks like people are like out to get him, and the staff was trying to kill him, and so they put perfume on his shoes. And then Carol goes, "No, if they wanted to kill him, they wouldn't just put perfume on his shoes. They would douse him in sardine oil." And I'm like, "Hmm." interesting carol that you know how to possibly get rid of a body hmm. annie and i have kind of distinct opinions on carol baskin like i am not saying that she didn't kill her husband because she's crazy but i feel like she knows a sardine oil thing because she's obsessed with cats so much so obsessed with cats her third husband's engagement photos remember yeah. Was him as a freaking cat like literally she was like holding him as a, a on a leash like, no you she, oh that was like you know at first i was like why is he dressed like a caveman but you know what i literally it took me just now i am to now years old realizing that he was dressed as a cat for their wedding it's so weird i'm like she's obsessed with them she's a crazy cat lady bro she is oh my gosh 100%. And so, like, that's why I think, to give her the benefit of the doubt a little bit, but it, it would make sense that she did. Because oh, she- yeah. No. Cause How funny. She all of a sudden just has millions. And mm-hmm. the, the, the family, she, she just barges into the office, breaks into the office, and steals the will, rewrites a new one, and the new one that she presents says, in my disappearance interesting Mm -hmm. i just think that's tea and then a different thing i was doing more research and there's just a letter i forgot to mention this when we were talking about it earlier oh my god how much research did you do quarantine gave you too much time bro you have too much time on your hands (laughs) just listen listen to me so basically carol ends up so so she like writes a letter after Tiger King gets debuted, because she's like, they painted me in a bad light, yada, yada, yada. Carol, I don't think there's any way we could paint you in a good light. You're not that great. But the letter is, like, written, and it's essentially, like, her being like, they painted me in a bad light. Like, the only reason Don, uh, Don wrote uh, the freaking restraining order against her, and it was because of, like, the, because he's, he writes it as, because, like, he's afraid of Carol. But Carol writes like Dawn had dementia and or schizophrenia and would like buy a ton of things for no reason and like forget about them and like buy them because someone or like I think it was schizophrenia too because he was people things were telling him to buy the things like stuff like that and so she was like I would just I would just throw them away and so then that way that's why he wrote the restraining order on me so I would stop throwing away his things but the only way the restraining order would work is if he said that he was afraid of me. And then the thing he said about the disappearance was because, I forgot to mention this earlier, it was because Don would go to Puerto Rico. You're going to think it's so weird. Don would go to Puerto Rico once a month when Carol was on her period because he had a, a woman in Puerto Rico that he Wait, would what? have sex with. And, and like he had a relationship with in Puerto Rico and he would go to her. And then the other thing is, is that... He, 
John was also involved in organized crime in Puerto Rico. Shut the front door. So the will, I forgot, I totally forgot to mention this yesterday. Um, Is that how he had millions of dollars? Yeah, and so, so the thing is, is that, like, the reason that he wrote in case of my disappearance wasn't completely because of Carol. It could have been half because of Carol, because again, she's a little crazy. It was also half probably because the the organized crime in P- Puerto Rico got him. I think that's what happened to Don. Like genuinely, and I don't think Carol didn't have a hand in it. It could be very, very possible that Carol leaked information about Don, but that's on my own opinion. <laughs> Like, I don't think- This is Tiger King conspiracy theories. I've been thinking about this show so much because there's so much to it. Like, that's crazy. I know, I know. After this show- You're getting lost in it. You're getting lost in the Tiger King sauce, man. After this, I'll stop. It's just crazy because it's like, there's also like organized, like it's like the, the the two things to Don, what happened to Don's husband are so crazy. Either he was killed and fed to the tigers or he was killed by organized crime in Puerto Rico. <laughs> or he's just hanging out in Puerto Rico with Dimension and a baby, baby mama. Yeah, literally. That could also be a thing. Carol is crazy. Her husband, the whole thing with her husband is also like banana balls. So crazy. It's insane. But yeah, so like that's one whole thing too. Like I just feel like Carol's whole Carol is such an interesting character because in the beginning you're like, oh, that's our hero. Like that's mm-hmm. what we root for. And then by the end of it, you're like, shut the fuck up. There you put your weird tiger print away, Carol. Like Yeah, but also she walks around with like with a flower crown being all like Miss Hippie, Queen Cleopatra of Cats. Like, ma'am, you are not that altruistic. Like, get off your dang high horse and stop lying to the freaking public. She's literally just like all the other people, but she's just really good at lying. She just wears a tiger crown. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to be tiger queen. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, like, with her weird husband. Yeah. Okay, but segueing into Doc Antle. Oh, my God. He, oh, my gosh. Her character. Ugh, Ariba, you hate him. You can start this. Yeah, I hate, I hate Doc Antle so much because he's, like, this weird, like, Annie, like, says he's, like, very narcissistic. He's, like, very cultural appropriation-y, like, so, like, he literally makes people call him Bhagavan, where if you don't understand that, like, in a, in a perspective of where that comes from, so I'm Pakistani, but I come from, like, my culture- like, I grew up, like, learning about, like, Hindu, Hinduism and, like, Indian culture and stuff like that, so I know a lot about it, or a pretty good amount about it, so Bhagavan literally means God, like, it literally just means God, like, all-knowing God. He tells people it means, like, friend of God, right? That's what he said. He was just telling people, he told an interview, it's just friend of God, so he literally diminishes the true value of this. So he doesn't look that bad. Yeah. And then he makes he literally is like, my name's Bhagavan Doc Antle. Wait, and then Amy. Oh my god, it paves me. Oh, oh my god, I get so heated about this when I just think about it. He is so just on his high horse. He thinks he's so much better than everybody. He literally, at the very beginning of the interview, I'm getting so heated right now. I need to calm down. He literally, like, he like 
spells out his name. He's like, my name is Bhagavan, B-H-A-V. And then he's like, Antle, A-N-T-L-E. Like, like how much? Oh, oh my God. Also, he, he's a doctor. Everybody, he has him, everybody calls him Doc Antle. And then when he was asked about what kind of doctor he is, mystic, what, what was it? Was it like mystic arts or something? Yeah. Yeah. Like, also cultural appropriation because like you're not you're literally a white man doc Antle, like yeah you were not into the a doctor of mystical arts or something you can't be like you're literally like what First oh and, oh and also did you notice that sometimes he was like just um him and carol and joe would wear like native american looking neck pieces mm. see a whole lot of cultural appropriation very casually throughout this entire thing yeah and and Joe even recognizes himself as a redneck, gay, gun-toting man. Yeah. With a mullet. And he's a country music star. Oh, and his music videos are gold, though. Okay. My only, my only favorite thing out of all of this to come out is his corny music videos. I think my favorite. What's the one that we love? Your Kitty Kitty. The one that's our favorite, it's the one where he is like a lookalike of Carol Baskin feeding the tigers her late husband's organs, which is crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, but also the lookalike was really spot on. Spot on. Amazing. And she was like, so I also feel like if I was hired to do something like that, I'd be like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to feed my husband to <laughs> the lions? This is a true story? Okay. I'm confused. <laughs> this, it's so funny. It's so funny how freaking crazy. It just goes to show how just casually insane insane it is. Because they talk about that music video and they're like, yeah, it's one of the music videos. And then we hired a Carol Baskin lookalike. And uh, Doc Yandel even says like that's the best thing that he has ever done or yeah. Joe has done. Oh, sorry. Since we're on the topic of Doc Antle, I just want to talk about how he is he has a whole ass cult going on man he yeah. has a cult where he lures in young late teens early 20s girls who are as um they had a one of the former employees they had interviewed one of the former employees and she spilled the tea on doc antle and how he wants like mm-hmm. quote like virgins or close to virgin girls so that he can shock to paw them and to bring them to enlightenment uh, like to his level of enlightenment yeah because he thinks he's this kind of guru that can offer enlightenment through sex yeah that's disgusting because it takes away also from what Chaktapa means. And, like, I don't know much about Chaktapa. I learned about Chaktapa during the show. But it's literally, like, this, like, enlightenment guru who, like, helps people on and puts them on the right path. And he's, like, basically appropriating the entire culture and, like, manipulating it to be so disgusting. Oh, yeah. And, and also these women are living in just awful conditions. Like, I think he has, like like maybe four partners right now that he like specifically pointed out were his partners oh and also like the manipulation and the psychology that goes into like what he does to these young women like he makes their, them change their name get breast implants literally this is his way of like controlling them and their identity and like he uses them against this you know he he says like this is literally a cult because you know everyone who's in whoever 
everyone who's in a cult or owns a cult is like, you know, they're free to leave at any time. They always say that. That's how you know you're in a cult when they say you're free to leave at any time. You're not free to leave because you are tied by social ties. And like, you also at that point have nothing to your name. The girl was talking about, she's like, I've been working for eight years. I like escaped. Basically, I have basically no money because you're paid a hundred dollars a week and you're working insane hours. Like she was like, you, the thing is, is like you, yeah, you're free to leave, but like with what, with what? She sold her house, you know, she sold her car. She moved out. She like, let go of everything. And even doc says like, every like cats come first like forget about your family forget about your life outside of this he goes you wake up and there's 80 tigers waiting for you to feed them yeah and oh, they- euthanize oh my god the fact that he has an on-site crematorium oh and yeah he euthanizes cubs after they become a liability like what the heck and like Man. what i thought was interesting was how we find out all the about the crematorium and stuff because joe's in jail and he's like you know what if i'm going down they're all going down yeah and he was like doc was my mentor at one point and he was like i know the t on that he told me i can't keep all of them because after a certain point they become a liability Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like he talks and then he starts talking about because then you find out they don't really talk about this but then you find out like casually that like joe like also sells tigers of a black market so like oh yeah and like you find out that like he's he's been like um telling people telling, telling them to people so okay the biggest plot twist was i think people really underestimated joe and didn't think he was as smart as he was because he actually had a storage unit that had all this information on everybody he was secretly keeping books mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. just in case a time like that like that was probably the smartest thing joe has ever done in the last five years and i think that that's gonna help him with jail like i think he'll be there for a while but i think it's gonna decrease his sentence i don't even know that he should get a decrease on his sentence but i feel like it should help get other people into jail oh for sure oh and, and um oh, what's his face dylan his new husband was like talking about like doc antle how he sold doc antle some stuff and they go no 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 he goes oh is that bad closes the book and they just frame out of it like yeah yeah i remember that yeah and i'm just like no no go back yeah. <laughs> no it makes i mean it also makes sense that they would be in business together like it's crazy well, I was- yeah because he's only he's the only known cub breeder and where is Doc Ant? Where is Doc Antle getting all of these newborn cubs all of a sudden? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And like, I think it's also crazy. Like, just I don't know. I just think it's so crazy how intertwined everything is. And like, I also wish they would have. I mean, I feel like it's dangerous too. But I wish they would have like got delved into like the black market aspect of it. I'm sure that they can't. But it would have been really interesting to see it. I feel like that's like um. No, you're right. But what's it called? The thing that blew my mind the most was, like, how people were, like, you know what? Like, we're doing good out here. You're saying these animals are going extinct and they're endangered. So what's the best way to solve this? Make more of them. Why would you get rid of the places that are making more of them? And it's, like, sir, just make more of them and ship them off to where there's a – let them be more of them in their natural habitat and not in your freaking farm. Well, then I think that it's also interesting because it's like these these cubs are like being taken away from their moms at such a young age that they're traumatized and then they can't fully grow to be like full form tigers and like healthy tigers. So they end up being dependent 
in the space that they're in. So like, and then if you keep breeding tigers with the tigers that were already malnourished and, and like uh, not healthy tigers, and eventually they're going to be breeding tigers that aren't healthy and nourished. And so you can't, like, you know what I mean? It's like such a- so you're just breeding them for domestication at this point. At that point, yeah. So it's like, it's like, and then eventually like there isn't even hope to like ship moms and the tigers out because eventually the moms won't be- Oh no. Oh shoot. Honestly, fair. You're right. They won't be, they won't be healthy or wild cats at that point. They're also domesticated. So they yeah, can't- they're way too domesticated to be. No, I didn't even realize that. They're too domesticated to be out in the, the wild. So it's like they wouldn't thrive. If the tiger is out in the wild and then because like the tiger won't understand that they'll have to like they won't have to like hunt and then the kids will be dependent on them and then they'll just die. And oh my, I, dude, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even think about that so just it's now. It's a systematic issue that at this point, yeah. you really can't. No, you're right. Because the tigers that were, that started Joe's zoo, we have to start wrapping up in a second, yeah. um, but the, to the tigers that started Joe's zoo were also domesticated cats. So like, so like for the most part, like they're all domesticated, like none of these are wild cats, they're all domesticated. Oh, you're right. That, oh no, that's fair. That's real fair. You know what the thing that I, uh, sorry, while, as we wrap this up, actually, TikTok, Hype House, just bought a cat, a big cat. I forget what it was called, but Hype House, yeah, how gross. And, like, the thing that really grosses me out is, like, people, okay, so I, 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 the more I thought about this, I realized something. The whole psychology of why people love these big cats and want big cats and why they're so enamored and just, like, love this idea of big cats and I think it's because the power that they feel the addiction to the power that they feel like oh I am this human who can be surrounded by these ferocious predators and I have control over them I think it's the psychology of like the control like hey I have this cute baby cub in my hands but like you know like you're cute like you're not gonna kill me I think you know yeah it's like it's like this whole power thing but then eventually the tiger becomes bigger than them and the power structure shifts real fast. And then, and then it's just so quick to use a gun. Mm-hmm. It's just like, pew, all right, tiger, what you gonna do now? Well, there's that, remember there's that, that in the beginning, again, we have to, we could keep talking about this forever, but there's that scene. Remember when, when one of the, one of the, there was like a zoo or something? Oh, the employee, Saf, got his arm. Well, yeah, so, so, yeah, Saf got his arm torn off, but remember at the beginning of the show, too, there was another zoo somewhere, or someone who bred tigers and had tigers, let them all loose on the town, this was early on in the series, just for the fun of it, just for the fun of it, lets all of these tigers loose, it's like 50 tigers loose on this town, and they, and, and obviously at this point, like, cops, all they can do is shoot these tigers, and there's this scene, it's so sad, literally, like, 30 ti- 20 or 30 tigers are just shot dead for the most part they killed all of them well yeah because you don't have any choice at that point they're just gonna like kill they're not pets or anything you can't be like oh calm down kitty it's like oh shit like, kill you so they literally shoot all of these cats and then that's when the prior struggle happens right where it's like at one point the human's in power and then the cat becomes in power and then the human also as an american thing to assert power is to pull your gun out like you said and I just yeah that's so interesting like that's it's such it's so crazy but um yeah we we should we should round yeah. out with um 
I want you to say your least favorite or your least favorite person to your favorite person loosely because we hate everyone. Okay, yeah. I would I would say worst to bad or like awful or like god awful to just awful or yeah. Okay, so I that scum, scum's true scum is Jeff Lowe because he literally just backstabbed everybody that he was working with. He's a con man, straight up liar. And he freaking set Joe up to go to jail. Um, then I would say Doc Antle. He's just problematic all around as this cultural appropriating freaking cult leader. Um, yeah. Then I would say it was, who are they? Oh my goodness. So Joe and Carol left? No, there's five of them. No, it's Joe, Jeff. Oh, for ye. No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry. Carol, then Joe. I think Carol's worse because I know for a fact she killed her husband. Okay, so then I switch, and I think it's Jeff's the worst, then Doc's the worst, and then, and then... Joe to Carol. Oh, and then Carol. Because Joe has actual evidence that he'd be down to kill Carol, while Carol's, all of Carol's um, evidence on killing her husband's pretty up in the air kinda especially after the research I found okay okay no fair 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 but like I was saying if you look at both of their histories though Carol just started off as all bad like she wanted to domesticate these cats from the beginning she's not yeah I don't I'm not justifying her as better than Joe just there's less evidence on her no which is fair though which is fair and I I can see like coming from an objective standpoint that's fair but if you look at both of their like from the beginnings like joe had some altruistic intention and i think he just got caught up in the lights of it because they did say like as soon as the camera was rolling he would just act out just for the camera oh yeah 100 percent. like his personality just changed when he knew he was on camera I think it's interesting how the documentarian, like, he was like, yeah, I was going to be here for a year, and I ended up being here for five years. I'm like, could you imagine? Because, like, good thing he stayed, because he saw all hell break loose in five years. Like, from the first year, it was like, okay, cute, cats, to the last year, it was like, murder for hire, black market, crematoriums, like, crazy euthanization of cubs like what on earth how did it i feel like this guy was just like how did i get here man like how did this escalate to the point that it is 100 percent. and it gets so much more serious and so much more dramatic towards the end 100%. and it's also just like so sad because you really see how there is some such a lack of care of these animals because all they care about is each other and like fighting each other and the turfs of each other and it's so sad because you see like the deterioration of these tigers and stuff and it's just and and the the homes that they're in and that I can't I just also the thing that just my I can't wrap my head around is he's feeding these cats expired Walmart meat like I don't think that's healthy bro no, of course it isn't. And, it, and he was feeding it too to his employees and to his customers in his pizza parlor that he opened up. Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and listening to us ramble about Tiger King. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you've seen it, let us know what you think and what your rankings are of worse people. Yeah, it's it's 
it was a roller coaster for the both of us. So please let us know if it was as a, a roller coaster for you. <laughs> yeah. We will see y'all next week. Okay, thank Bye. you. Bye. Looking for content, events to attend, and free concert tickets? Follow us at Titan Radio on Instagram and Twitter to keep updated on what's happening with the station that brings you the music on campus. And for those of you still on Facebook, we're there too. This program is sponsored by Rastaclat. Rastaclat is a bracelet company that focuses on those that inspire, do good for themselves, and do good for others. With a variety of colors, sizes, themes, and sports teams, there's a little something for everyone. Make your style statement by visiting their website at rastaclat.com. And don't forget to use our promo code CSUF20 for 20% off your purchase. Rastaclat. Seek the positive. Thank you.